there, we're on the air, it's hockey night tonight. Tension grows, the whistle blows, and the puck goes down the ice. The goalie jumps and the players bump and the fans all go insane. Someone roars, Bobby scores at the good old hockey game. Oh, the... For a minute and a half, here's the quick counterattack. It's Padre back in action, denied by Vasilevsky. Oh, what a play! Looking for the signal from the officials. They're going to take a look at the replay for sure. They think they have won the game. Here's Kadri. Makes a great move on Sergeyev. It's going to hit Vasilevsky and then the back of the net. Yeah, up there in the net. I don't know why there was any question unless they thought it was sitting on the top of the netting. Not exactly Sean McDonough's greatest moment as a broadcaster, folks. <laughs> I didn't mean, know where the puck was. Not only did they not know that Cadre had put the puck in the net, but that Colorado may have had too many men on the ice. Right. All right, we'll get into that in a bit. Anyway, listen, welcome to the Thursday edition of Vegas Hockey Hotline. We are broadcasting from the Brian Blessing Studio. Chris Moose Johnson is at the controls, and it is a pleasure to welcome back to the microphone my good friend and longtime co-host of the show, if you've listened for any amount of time, you know him, you know his voice. Stevie Slapshot is with us. Wow. He was here the first hour, and he's uh, staying for the entire Vegas Hockey Hotline. Stevie, good to see you, brother. Wow, it's good to see you guys. That quite an introduction. I'm very humbled. Thank you. <laughs> well, you've earned it, my friend. You've earned it. Um, the Lightning should be tied in the series. They had their opportunities. They let it slip through their grasp. And, and John Cooper, how disingenuous is he <laughs> complaining about having too many men on the ice with the avalanche when he had seven guys right. in game seven against the Islanders a year ago in the Western Conference Final? Yeah. And Barry Trotz raised holy hell about it. I mean, come on. You're absolutely right about that. I, you're, you're, what, the other thing about this to me, though, is that the refereeing in, in the playoffs – it's just not good enough for me in, in, in the NHL. There are too many calls. And I, I think they see them, and they just let them go. They want the players to decide the game. But by not making a call that is a penalty, you're deciding the game as a referee. I hate that. You, you I, had I, the right side, Moose. I had the right side, but I fully agree with Stevie. Like They need to start calling blatant penalties. Like They're just, they're just letting them go. Okay. Yeah. It's, getting, it's right. getting too crazy. Here's the thing, though. McKinnon is not in the play. Yeah, he's still on the ice. And he's not five feet from the, the bench. Remember, in overtime, you get the long change. Yeah. All right? Now, yeah, yeah. you could say that McKinnon, Lottie dotted back to the bench, which is Everybody you know, our late friend now. Brian Blessing used to yeah. castigate guys for doing. Mm -hmm. But he's not in the play. No. That, uh, I I'm mean, not, okay. and so at, at that point, it's almost irrelevant that he's – that there's six guys on the ice. They that, are making a change. That That's fine. Uh, uh, and, and that I, I happens, did. look, that happens 30, 40 times in a hockey game. Yeah. yeah. Where guys, you know, they give them, it's like a, a neighborhood play in baseball where the shortstop right, right, or right. second baseman isn't touching second base on a throw to make a double play. To be to be fair to McDonough, I I didn't see the too many men either. But I, I'm watching on TV. And Ray and it, Ferraro it, it was ringside. He's on between the glass. Yeah. He can't see it. Yeah, yeah. 
So, so I, I'm not so much talking about that one, but, but there are plenty of interference plays that yeah. are not being called, and there are plenty of trips that are not being called. And, and I, yeah. I, I just I don't like it. I don't like it. Call a penalty that is a penalty. I mean, like I didn't Whether have it's a, in the yeah. first period or in overtime. Doesn't matter, right? Exactly. Yeah, it doesn't. It does, it doesn't. The rule book does not say in in the regular season that's a trip, but in the postseason or in overtime or in the third period in the postseason that's not a trip. A trip is a trip. Call it. All I want is consistency with refs. Like, if you're not gonna like, I understand not calling a game, but if you're not gonna call that many penalties that game, then be the way the whole game. Like, 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 I, like for example, the Super Bowl this year, they didn't call a penalty the whole game. Until all of a sudden it's a minute left and the Rams are on the goal line and now they have 20 t- tries to get in the end zone, which at that point you're going to score with Cooper Cup. That's just going to happen. Everyone knew that was coming. But, yeah. like, it's just I want to see consistent ref calling. I want to see consistent yeah. just if you're going to call it by the rules, call it by the rules the whole way through because only four power plays can the whole game when the other games we've been seeing like seven to eight different power plays in a game it's it's getting to the point where you're not calling anything then yeah. in this game so you gotta i didn't have a problem with the too many men on ice call because i didn't right. see it and i was like hey he's not in the play okay. it's it's a, it's a breakaway he's not there it doesn't matter but everything else it does it does yeah. need to be called look tampa had its chances okay if they kill that penalty in the second period where mckinnon eventually scores to tie it all right, and they're able to go up two nothing. Maybe we're not talking about this. Yeah. Well, okay. the other thing I thought, Steve, is that they came out on fire, Tampa, they did. in the first five to eight minutes, and only scored the one goal. They, I think, the shots were eleven to two at one point, something like that. Yes. If they get another goal there, it, it's another game. You know, and, 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 they and let's give win. Darcy Kemper some he does credit. Deserve credit for that. Absolutely. He did do a pretty good job after letting in the first Correct. goal yes. early on. And he played pretty well the rest of the way. Absolutely. I mean, he I had agree. a backhand from, from Hedman, you know, that went five hole on him. Maybe he should have stopped it. But let's give Hedman. By the way, we talked yesterday before game four about how Hedman, or at least I said to you, Chris, yeah. Hedman needs to step up. And he did. He had he a did. really good game yeah. last oh, night yeah. for, for the Lightning. So um, the Avs have a 3 1 lead. We're going back to Denver tomorrow night. The cup will be in the house. We will talk more about that at the bottom of the hour as we look ahead to game five. But we have some Golden Knights news, potentially, to discuss here. Uh, Frank Cervelli, who uh, longtime hockey writer, was president of the Professional Hockey Writers Association. Um, he broke some news this morning about Riley Smith uh, having tentatively agreed to stay in Vegas with the Golden Knights. Now, he also qualified it that this news may not come out for a while because of the cap and, and things like that. So they moved off from Dadanov. They freed up $5 million there. They get another million in relief from the cap, going up to $82.5 million there, $6 million there. I don't know what Riley Smith is getting in terms of term or in terms of money, but it sounds to me like they wanted to get that done first and then start worrying about their RFAs and their other pending UFA Matias Yanmark. Right move on the Vegas uh, Golden Knights' part, or <clears throat> should they have taken care of the other guys first and then worry about Riley Smith by July 17th? Uh, if, if you've already decided in your mind that you're going to keep Riley Smith, then it, I, I don't think it makes any difference, and you might as well get him you know, signed ASAP. Okay. And, and, and and then take care of the other stuff. I, 
we were talking earlier before we came on air. I think Yanmark's gone. I, I don't think I that's think a question. I think so too. I think yeah. they should move off from him because they've got, you know, they got Brendan Brisson, they got Ivan Morozov, and they have you know guys who play. You know, you got Michael Amadio. Right. You can find room for him. He, yep. he, you know what? We haven't talked much about Amadio uh, with, with Dana or anybody. I thought he did a really good job yeah. of fitting in and, yes. and helping this team. Yep. Yep. I, and, and, I, and I and what 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 when before you came on with Dana, when I would talk with Dana, I was a proponent when when, when the injuries occurred of putting Amadio on the on the top line and just seeing if that worked. If it doesn't work, then you move him back down. But he was playing, I thought, at a level that he could have played on the top line. Okay. And, and maybe got some goals. All right, so it appears Riley Smith will be with the Golden Knights for the future, which is wonderful. Look, he wants to be here. Obviously, the team wants him here. He probably had a chat with Bruce Cassidy the last few days. One would assume. And we also have to assume that went very well. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I think Riley Smith is just the kind of player that Bruce Cassidy yeah. wants to be able to say, let's go, over the boards, right. give us a good shift. Right. He's I mean, a great guy in the room. Yeah. His teammates love him. He's a, a hardworking, honest hockey player. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously, Gerard Gallant would have loved to have had him in New York. Yes. And don't think the Rangers didn't try at the deadline to make a move for him. Of course, he was hurt. You know, he had already been hurt by then. Right. But had he been healthy, they might have made a very tempting offer to Kelly McCrimmon to uh, trade for Riley Smith. So good for the Knights. Now the question is, how do you handle the rest of it? Because you've got Nick Waugh, who certainly had a great season, deserves to be paid. Nick Haig, who was hurt but has made a lot of progress, wouldn't you say, Steve? Yes. He probably deserves to get paid. Yes, he does. King and Colasar is an RFA. I think they need to keep him Do in you? the organization. Okay. All right, unless someone like Jermaine Lowen is going to take his spot, and Jermaine Lowen who's in Henderson, to me, is not as good a hockey player as Keegan Colasar. Okay. I'm sorry. And I, nothing against Jermaine Lowen. Yeah. He's fine. And there's the, I have nothing against Colasar, but I, I think there are... You do need some toughness, though, don't yeah, you? I think there are, but I think there are other guys in the league that, that you could pick up. Okay. Ma- ma- that's and, fair. And, and maybe save a million. Okay. that That's fair. And, and, again, you might be able to find a guy for, for less money yeah. to fill the same role. And, you know... Will Carey is a tough guy. Yes. All right? He's not afraid of anybody in Correct. this league. Correct. All right? His problem has always been staying healthy. He gets hurt every year. Yeah. So, uh, you know, Carey is staying around. You know, he, he got extended. So right. you've got all these guys, and then you got to figure out, okay, how do we pay them all, which means somebody's got to go. All right? So right. who's going, Stevie? <clears throat> That's, that's a good question because the other thing that falls into this is the surgery on Leonard, right? And now you have to keep goaltenders you might not have kept otherwise. Would, would you keep Brassant then? Just as, uh, you I, know, I, as I, uh, I kind of think you have to, even though I don't emergency. want to. And, and, unless, again, you could find a backup in the league that's a little cheaper. I don't think there probably is. What Brassant yeah. is what? Two and two, a half? 2.4 million. So uh, I, I, I don't know if you can find a guy at one and a half or whatever. I think you have to keep Brassant now because of the yeah, injury. You know, and if Leonard were, were healthy, I would say Kelly McCrib and give Lou Lamarillo a call, see if we can swap out 
Leonard for Varlamov. Leonard would love yeah. to go back to the island. Varlamov would love to, you know, play more. He's not going to play a lot behind Sorokin going mm-hmm. forward with the Islanders. Right. So, but when you're coming off, you know, shoulder surgery and, and probably knee surgery as well, you know, the Knights never tell you anything right. about injuries. Right. And and we don't know if he's going to even make it to opening nights. Correct. He? Well, I, I would suspect so right Logan now. So Logan Thompson, yeah, you've got him. Yeah. And that's all well and good. So what are you going to do? You're going to bring Isaiah Seville up to back him up? I I, I, I mean, I don't you're going to go with two young guys to start the season? <laughs> I I don't know. I I'd rather have I'd rather have Patera, you know, ten goal for Henderson. I, I I'm just wondering. I I I don't know what the answer is. I I got I I'll say this. I do like Seville and I do like Patera, but they're a ways away yet. So yeah. I th- I think you're better off having a veteran backup. To, to Thompson. So if, you if, would if keep Brassant then. So, so I probably would keep Brassant. And boy, he, you know, and he's coming off surgery, whatever. Yeah, I know. You know, we don't, you know. We don't even know what his uh, injury yeah. was. They never said. So, I mean, you got banged up goalies. You've got, you know, other guys who are coming off of other ailments. You know, Pacioretty, I hope for his sake, is finally going to be 100% healthy. Do they do they look not getting any younger, Do right? they No. And, and look, if and apparently they're And he they're, makes 7 million. So how are you moving off from him in his walk year? That's that's the problem. That that's the problem. I, I would I would like to to if I could move him based on what Stone said too in the locker room. Yeah. So but at 7 million on a walk year, I, who wants him? Who who's going to take that? I don't know, baby. So, so now, so Would now, the Coyotes be crazy <laughs> enough? I don't know. They, the Coyotes could be just crazy enough. That's what yeah. I mean. They now, have the money to do it, though. Do, or do you look at do you look at maybe moving Carlson? See, to me, as much as we all love the misfit line, and and you know, Riley Smith considers Carlson one of his best friends on the team, along with Jonathan Marchessault. The business side of hockey might tell you that. Carlson was making, you know, five point eight million, mm-hmm. or five point six million, whatever it is. Five point nine. Five point nine. Thank you, Moose. You're on that cap friendly. Good job. Yep. Way to be there. All right. That tells you if I move him, and let's say I could move Nolan Patrick, or, or just maybe have him retire. Get him to retire. No, <laughs> no, you're laughing, Stevie. It might be the best thing for it him. It might be the best yeah. thing for him. Yeah. I don't know that he'll ever be. It the feels like. Does it feel like Lindros again him to, to be you when he played in Brandon? Does it feel like a, Lindros with 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 the with the concussions? In a way, yes, but yeah. he's got other issues. I okay, think okay. it's not just the head injuries and stuff. Okay, all right, but he's only making a million four. Okay, all right, which is like a, a as Brian would say, a bargoon. Yeah, he is making one point two. So all right, one point two yeah, million. Getting close. All right, keep correcting me, Moose. <laughs> Keeping me honest, brother. I just, just want to make I'm sure such you're a good. Lazy bastard. I've got my laptop here. All I got to do is fire up my own cap-friendly uh, page, yeah, and I yeah. can but, see but for myself what no. But you're Patrick right, Steve. If, if they if they could convince him to retire, which again might might be the best thing for the player as, as well. But but that takes one one uh, one two off, and then you know I I I you got to look you got to look at moving Carlson. Right? Yeah, I mean, because I, here's why. Here's he's not the player he was in, agree. in year one. Right? You've got Eichel. Mm-hmm. Let's assume he's going to be healthy, yeah, finally. Yeah. His thumb, his neck, whatever. you got Chandler Stevenson, mm-hmm. who we know can play top yes. six. Yes, he can. Okay? 
Nick Waugh is ready to yes, play. Yes, he is. Top six. Mm-hmm. Or at very worst, he's your third line center. Exactly. Okay. So you can move off from William Carlson yes, if can. need be. Yeah. All right. Because, all right, here's my question, Stevie. Who do you play Eichel with? Do you play him with Stone and Pacioretty, assuming Pacioretty stays in Vegas? Mm-hmm. Or would you play him with Smith and March or so and let Chandler Stevenson remain with two guys who are comfortable playing with him yeah. and who have been very effective as yeah. a line together? I think I, think I would do that for That's that reason. That's what I would do. Yeah. Because it, it just. And and when Stevenson did play with uh, Smith and Marcheseau, that that didn't work as well as Stevenson playing with Pacioretty and Stone. Right, and of course, you know, Brett Howden was hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, when he was playing, he was okay. And then you know, you got guys like Jake Lecision and and Rondreberg and mm-hmm. and a couple of the other guys from Henderson who didn't play all that badly. No, I'm not sure they're ready to become top six star mm-hmm. players in the NHL. But they got a great look at those guys, and I think they have a pretty good feel for does, what they can and can't do at the NHL level. Does, does Brisson play here next year? Or, or is he? He's or, got one more year. Okay. All right. So, I mean, they've got – they've had a chance to look at – that was the one positive of all those injuries they suffered last year. They had an opportunity – to take a good, long, hard look at Miramanov, Dorofeyev, like I said, Lecision, um, Paul Cotter, Deliberatory, all those guys. And I think they know now whether or not these guys really fit in their plans going forward long term, or if they need to try to come up with some other solutions. Now, to their credit, they've got guys who are going to play for Henderson. Ivan Morozov, who played in the KHL and has made some good progress as a player. And Brendan Brisson, their number one pick from a year ago. All right. All right. Who obviously would be taking a big step to the NHL. You know, in a short time with the Silver Knights, Brisson played very well. Okay. He didn't. He didn't do a bad job at all. Well, I, and and I think his skills should give him and Morozov at least the opportunity in training camp to make this team. This is what I'm hoping, guys, is that when training camp, when they gather over at City National with Bruce Cassidy then they will give these guys a fair look. And if, okay, if they don't make it, you know, if they don't show in the preseason that they're worth taking a flyer on, fine. Send them to Henderson. Let them play for Manny Viveros. No problem. But you got to get, Stevie, Chris, this team has got to get younger. It's got to get faster. Along those they're lines, too where, old. They're too slow. Where's they're going to win a cup with this team the way it's currently constructed. I, I agree. I agree. Where, where, where does Jack Dugan fit into this, or does he fit into well, this yet? Well, again, another guy, you know, who had ample time last year, you know, playing with the Golden Knights. Uh, I mean, I'm not so sure that, that he's... Not ready yet? I'm not sure he'll ever be ready. Okay. Okay? And if he is, is he... He's a bottom six guy. Okay. 
I'm like, yeah, I know what he did at Providence and stuff, and he was really good in college. This isn't college. Totally different game. You know, we were talking about basketball players making the leap from college to the NBA. Longer game, longer schedule, harder travel. It's the same thing in hockey. You've got to be ready to commit year-round to staying in shape, to improve your skating, to work on your game. You know, here's where I'm going to give Nick Hague a lot of credit. Yeah. Remember when the Knights drafted him in yes, the second I do. round? And I know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. His skating was subpar. It, Remember? Yes. yes. Okay. Below subpar. So when we saw him at the development camp at the Ice Center, you were there. Mm-hmm. Brian was there. I was there. We all said, my God, this kid can't skate. Yeah. So what happens? He goes back to Mississauga. Mm-hmm. He works on his skating. They get him a power skating coach. All of a sudden, he's moving the yeah. puck. He's scoring. He's making plays from the blue line. His skating improves immeasurably. Yeah. All right? Um, yes, it's in junior hockey. But as he got, was he, you know, turned no, you pro, signed his difference. entry-level deal with Vegas, he was getting better every year yeah. with his skating. And yeah. now, he, you know, it's not often he gets beat. No. From a, from a speed, a foot right, race right. situation. So, you know, you can get better over time, mm-hmm. okay? And, again, it is a different game, though, at this level. And, and we have to keep that in mind when we talk about all these good young players that they think they have in the system. You know, one guy we haven't really talked much about, Zach Dean. I don't know. Who I, I think can play okay. someday. Now, I don't know what you think about him. I know he's a bit small. He's only 19 years old, okay? So he's starting his entry-level career with Vegas this coming season. Okay. All right? So time is on his side. But maybe in a year or two, he's vying for a spot on the roster. Okay. You know, when they're moving off from, you know, Amadio, Brent Howden, guys like that, and... And they just say, you know what? It's time for this guy to show us that he can play the NHL. Now, who knows if Kelly and George are still going to be in charge in three years. Or if Bill Foley's going to still own this team in three years. Right. Because, you know, somebody offers Bill Foley a billion three for the Golden Knights. And, you know, he may have to look to sell it. He might. As a businessman. Yeah. He may love owning a hockey team. All right, and I know he does, but he's also a businessman, first and foremost. And if someone makes him an offer that's too good to turn down, he's got to look long and hard at it. I'm not saying he's selling the team, so folks, don't get into panic mode, all right? <laughs> and George and Kelly are not going anywhere at the moment. They are here, whether you like them or not, and most of you do not like them. <laughs> all right? The fact is, this is the management team that's in place. This is the hockey group that's running the show, and they are calling the shots. So um, we did talk about this guy, Alc Martinez. I was going to ask you, you about Can you him. move off from him at 5.2 I was just going to say, because we talked about forwards. I was, was going to ask Carlson. you about, any, about any, any defensive players. Martinez would be the guy because of his contract, because of his age. 34. Uh, I, I know I've, I've heard rumors before about him in Boston. 
I know he has a modified no trade clause. Was that before Cassidy was fired, or after? Uh, that was before Cassidy was fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I I thought of that angle, yeah. but uh, again, that would be a spot where I where uh, Martinez is the guy I would look at if I'm trying to right. get get down to the cap. All right, Stevie Slapshot is here with us on so Vegas Hockey Hotline. Take a short break. We come back. We'll finish up on the Golden Knights because I want to ask you about. Bruce Cassidy, you're a longtime Bruins fan. Yeah. Get your thoughts, and then we'll dive more into what happened last night in Tampa and look ahead to Friday night in Denver and Game 5. STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HD TVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Dakota. Experience the thrill of the grill. John Smith Subs is home of the famous steak bomb and other premium deli subs with grilled-to-order marinated sirloin steak, grilled chicken, farm fresh veggies, and delicious bread baked daily. Our subs are making a name for themselves with quality and flavor. Add an order of piping hot french fries and you have a meal you can't get anyplace else. Experience the thrill of the grill at John Smith Subs. Visit johnsmithsubs.com to find a location near you. Hey, Golden Knights fans, I'm attorney Adam Kuttner. I'm proud to be an official partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. We're giving you the chance to play at home along with the Golden Knights to win home game tickets through our power play giveaway. Each time the Golden Knights are on a power play, we'll pick one of my Twitter followers who tags me on Twitter with the hashtag Adam Kuttner power play. And when the Golden Knights score, that lucky fan wins tickets to the Fortress. So make sure to follow me on Twitter. Go Knights, go! Calling all Vegas Golden Knights super fans for the Terribles game day giveaway. During all of Vegas Golden Knights home games, visit any participating Terribles location, make a qualifying purchase, get a scratch card, enter on the Terribles app, and you could win a $1,000 Golden Knights shopping spree. Best yet, one lucky customer will win this prize every day the Vegas Golden Knights have a home game. Terribles game day giveaway. It's only at Terribles. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Oasis Bar and Grill at 4955 South Decatur near the corner of Trop has been totally renovated. It features incredible food with a kitchen that's open 24-7. Gaming promotions every month. There are cashback drawings for loyal players. The banquet room is spacious and a great venue for any type of function. Sports fans won't miss any of the action with HD TVs throughout the property. Oasis is a great place to meet and make new friends. The staff is fun and engaging. Get in on the fun with great food, great drink, and gaming promotions at Oasis Bar and Grill, 4955 South Decatur. 
STN Sports is the only sports betting app you need this season. STN Sports has it all. In-play betting, mobile parlay cards, the Play Plus card to fund and withdraw from anywhere in Nevada, and up to a $100 new sign-up bonus. STN Sports even lets you earn rewards for every bet. Safe and easy betting from your phone or tablet. Go to StationCasinoSports.com or sign up at any Station Casino or Wildfire. Complete details available at all sportsbooks. on Vegas Hockey Hotline, the dulcet tones of the late John Denver as the Avalanche head home to Denver on a Rocky Mountain high, one game away from hoisting the Stanley Cup. Which they will do. Chris, why are you so confident they are going to win the Cup tomorrow night? I just, I just don't see Tampa Bay being able to stop them. They finally beat them in Tampa. They've won both in Colorado. I don't think they're going to go home and lose in Colorado when you can bring the cup home then and there to the fans mm-hmm. and have a better celebration than going and doing it in Tampa. So I see them I see them ending it next game and just hosting, hosting the cup in front of Colorado. Mm-hmm. Stevie, before I get your opinion on that, okay. I would be remiss if not asking you about the hire of Bruce Cassidy by Vegas. Yeah. You being a Bruins guy who's followed Bruce Cassidy when, first of all, we've surprised Boston parted ways with Butch, and two, how surprised were you that he accepted the Vegas job knowing what the prior two coaches had been through and how they didn't last more than two and a half years with either Gallant or Pete DeBoer? I'm surprised by all of it, Steve, to, to be honest with you. I, I'm surprised that Boston let him go in the first place. I, 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 I should they have? I, no, I, as a Bruin fan, should they have let Cassidy go? I don't think so. I, I, I was fine with him. I, what, what, what did you like about what, 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 did, he what he did in Boston? I, I, I just think that you know that was a veteran group. He, he, he let them play. I, 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 th- I think you know one of the one of the best things he did as a coach there was he kind of stayed out of the way. He 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 let Pasternak be Pasternak. He he let Marchand be Marchand, you know. And and it's not it's that, that that's tough sometimes, especially with Brad, right? Yeah. But I think he realized that that's how those guys played best. That and, and so I think in that way he got the most out of his players there. Do you do you see a similar kind of situation in Vegas with? Pacioretty, Eichel, Stone, Petrangelo, Leonard, that he had in Boston where he's going to give these guys enough rope but also demand accountability? Yeah. I, that's going to be interesting. A, a completely different situation. It, it is. And I, I, I think the whole thing is going to be very interesting. I'm, I'm going to be interested to see what happens with Leonard after he's healthy, uh, how, you know, how the organization really feels about what they went through last year with him. Um, and then we've, we've got the Stone comments now about Pacioretty and, and how that if that affects what goes on. Tell, tell the listeners well, what Stone may have said well, or did say. Basically, that that, they're, that that locker room is not harmonious, and one of the bigger reasons is Pacioretty. 
Um, so I so I just wonder if, you know, if then. Uh, McCrimmon doesn't have a comment, you know, have, have a conversation with Stone, and I, I you know, well, if changes Stone's the are captain, made. Though. I, no, I, I understand that, but it's but, his place to say. If no, that's fine. So, if I'm McCrimmon, though, I want to have a talk with him and, and go, okay, how can we fix this? Because you can't. That's fair, right? Absolutely. And you know, Cassidy talked to Stone. Exactly. Know? So, you know, they'll be on the same page, just like I'm sure he talked to Riley Smith before Smith agreed. To right. stay in Vegas right. and not test the open market. Yep. I, I, you know, I so I like Cassidy in, in the end to answer your question, but I go back to the, the to the first hour with Bruce. I don't think Gallant should have been fired. Well, we all feel that way. So we all felt a four game losing streak in it, January. Yeah, isn't, that that wasn't the reason. It was he more got fired. than that. Obviously, yeah, that wasn't the reason. There, he got there fired. was obviously a disconnect between the coach. Yeah. And the front office. I, and that's I, why he was gone. I think it's the same thing that happened to him in Florida. And, and maybe and one I, day when Galan writes his book, he'll tell the truth what yeah. happened. Well, I, I think I think it's analytics, Steve. I, I'm sure it played a big role. But yeah. then why hire the guy? Exactly. You know what no, that's a good Florida, question. All right? I mean, that was the whole reason he was let go in Florida was he wasn't buying in to all the analytics the Panthers were doing. Right. So he knew from the get-go that – George McPhee, they hired Misha Donskoff to be their analytics guy. They were invested heavily in it. Okay? I mean, they should have known then. I think they that did. Maybe this guy wasn't the right fit then. I, but well, you know, how do you fire a guy who takes you to, to the Stanley Cup final yeah, in the first year? You yeah, can't do it. Yeah. And they knew that, you know, they were one bogus call away from advancing in the right, second year right. past San Jose. Yep. So uh, to me, you know, there's far more to it than we've been told or will ever be told. Correct. And you'll have to wait, you know, for a while, if ever, to find out what really, really happened. Yeah. But I do think Cassidy's a good hire. I think he's a good fit for this current roster. We'll see if he can work with this management team. And I think the That's fans the are very excited about it. He's the right guy. I would not have hired Barry Trotz if I was Vegas. Uh, I think Cassidy has a better feel for special teams. He also has a, a better feel for dealing with veteran players. I, I agree with all of that. And younger guys even. I, I agree with all that. I, and I, it's just, Jake DeBrusque aside. Yeah, my, the, <laughs> my opinion only, but I, I don't think Trotz ever wanted to come here. I agree. Yeah. I agree. So. And, and I don't know if he's going to even coach. I mean, I know the, the Winnipeg stuff's heating up because we're running out of teams for him to coach. It's yeah. Winnipeg and Detroit. Everybody else... Has been hired, and I, uh, I have a feeling he might broadcast for a year, and then I, and then, I think and then look, look I think he'd rather go year. into management, to be honest. Oh, with okay. You. And I can see him going back to Nashville, working with David Poyle as his assistant, and okay. then when David retires, you know, Trotz becomes GM. All right. Because I think they're okay with John Hines. They extended him right in in Nashville, so I don't see him leaving anytime soon. Let me ask you one: How do you feel about Paul Maurice going to Florida? A little surprised because if he's telling the world that he's lost the room right. up in Winnipeg, why all of a sudden is he going to have everybody's ear in Sunrise? Yeah. I, I yeah. just thought maybe a full year off would have been good for him. Right. But maybe he just felt, you know, five, six months was enough of a reboot. And look, Paul Maurice is a good coach. He is. He's done a good job. I thought he did a good job in Winnipeg. He did. He's a veteran guy. He's bounced around a little, you know. 
was in Hartford, right? Right. Carolina for a little bit, right? When was he there when they moved, or was he already gone? I'm trying to remember. I, I think he was gone, but I could be wrong. All right. Well, anyway, he's a veteran hockey guy. He's a recycled coach. Like like all the guys have been hired. It's not like any of these teams went out on a limb and hired a guy who's never coached in the NHL. Right. You know, so, you know, the guy from Finland or the guy from Sweden that people were talking about, that didn't happen. Right. All right? And, and Detroit's going to hire a guy who's been in the league and knows the league. That's just the way it is. You know, Tortorella in Philly, um, obviously Lane Lambert on the island. He was with Trotz mm-hmm. the whole time. So I don't know where that new voice that Lou Lamarillo was clamoring for is coming from. But all said, um, I think most Islander fans are okay with that. All right, so let's talk about what happened last night okay. from your perspective. You had a great take. Um, well, <clears throat> in your mind, are the Lightning kind of running out of gas or running out of time? They, 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 they may be, and if they are, I, I think that we need to remember that this is the third consecutive trip to the finals for them. That's a lot of wear and tear. That's a lot of games played, and this is a veteran team. These guys are tired, and, it, and, and we saw that last night. And now all, all credit to I, – I thought Colorado's forecheck was absolutely excellent last night, but mm-hmm. part of that is also I think Tampa's worn down a little. Chris, did you sense that watching the game last night that – you know, plus they were losing guys during the game, you know, the right. injuries. and yeah. I mean, they're a really banged-up group, and, and that doesn't even count Braden Point, right. who's played, you know, one game in this series and was totally ineffective. I, I mean, are you sensing that they're, they're just out of time and out of gas? I think they're just out of gas, and they're too banged up now. It's like Colorado, it feels like Colorado hit a second gear. That when it came into this into the cup, like they had an extra energy boost out of every other team. It's like okay, well, they still have energy to go. They still have a lot of energy to go. It seems, and then you watch Tampa, and it looks like they're just trying to just squeak by in these games. They're just trying to survive as long as possible. Yeah, just watching the way they were playing last night with the lead, it really concerned me. Yeah, that's not the that, that's not the and and Kelly have said that in in the in the break. Uh, between periods that they can't sit on the lead. They need to attack, and they were not able to do so. No, they, they did not have the legs in which to do it. Right, And, 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 and that's at home, too. Yeah. Or, or they should have a little more right. juice. So as we go to Game 5 tomorrow, where they're playing at altitude, and we know what happened in Game 2. They were totally run out of the rink. Where's the energy coming from for them to muster an effort over 60 minutes, maybe more, to stay in the series, Stevie. Uh, no, that's a good and point, Chris, Steve. Where? Go ahead. No, that's a that's a good point because I already feel like they're run down and they're coming up home. And then you mentioned the altitude that that, that will play a factor as well. I I look. I may have, I'm, I've got to look at the price and decide. I'm definitely going to have the under in this game, and I and I may have Tampa. I won't have Colorado, but um, that that's a very good question. I, there, there's no reason to believe off of what I saw last night, and then them going to Colorado. That they're they're, they're going to have better legs than they had last night. Minus one seventy if you like the abs tomorrow. Um, the total is six and it's uh, shaded to the under one twenty. Yeah, minus one twenty. I'm, I'm, my systems are going to force me to play Tampa. I don't like it, but I will have the under. I do like the under. I I still feel like the abs are going to just. I mean, where's the the morale has to be down 
so much for Tampa. You have so many guys injured. You're so tired. You keep but on losing. They've got that championship pedigree still working they do. in their room. They do. They do. Right? And and don't discount that, Chris, because, yeah, yeah they're banged up. They're beat up. They're behind. They've got to win three straight, including two in Denver. Yeah. All right? Where they haven't won yet. Now, they forced game one to overtime. Yeah. Okay? They did come back, and they wound up losing an OT. But they're 0-2 in OT in this series. All right, that may get into your head a little bit. That could. And, and again, I think the Avs got a big boost from watching Kemper yeah. perform after they had to yank him in game three. Yeah, that's a good point. I think that's a really important thing. For, you know, if we're talking about psyche and, it is. and yeah. how your room well, is. And, and then remember, he, he let the first one get by, right? The first one goes by, and now, and now I'm, as I'm watching the game, I think, okay, this, this, you know, it's on. Again, Here we right? go, right? And, 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 then, and then he stiffens up and, and, and gets the job done last night. Yeah, I mean, his first period, Chris, was a, you know, he after was he let that amazing, goal in, yeah. he slammed the door on, on Tampa. And it was only Hedman's, you know, backhander that got by him the rest of the way. I mean, and Hedman just had an amazing shot. So it's like, it's not, it's nothing against him. So it, it looks like just Colorado played more defensive. He showed up like I thought he would. I brought that up last time. I thought he was going to show up a lot more this game. Mm-hmm. He did. Um, la- I mean, last night, like they gave out 41 hits to Tampa on a, on yeah. a hurt, banged up, tired team. You got 41 hits when you only gave out 29. You got out hit. You got out shot basically without with less. Tampa I mean, blocked a ton of shots. They blocked a ton of which shots is too. Why they're they're a hobbling team, by yeah. the way. Yeah. And then you but also give were, a power play. They were playing well in front of Vasilevsky as well. Oh yeah. And he played well for the most part. He, he did. I, I just, I just, again, that the, the forecheck of Colorado last night. I, I think they just got the feel that, that again, like as we've been saying, the Tampa was running out of gas, so they pinched hard because they knew they could keep the puck in. Mm-hmm. And are, are we giving Jared Bednar enough credit for the job he has done with this team? And we've talked about Joe Sackick putting this thing together. I mean, he's been amazing because Stevie, you remember one day Brian, you and I had this conversation. Should Joe Sackick still remain the GM yeah. of, the, of the Avalanche? Well, it was the Duchesne And should Bednar deal. stay as coach? Yeah. And we thought, well, let's see what happens. But none of us were real high on either guy at the time. No. I, I thought that, that. This was only uh, a couple of years ago. No, I thought that Sackick had held on to Duchesne too long and wasn't going to get anything for him. And then, yes. bang, did he make that real work? Yeah. All right. So, so, so. He doesn't ba- panic, does he? No, he doesn't. He doesn't panic. Uh, obviously not. And, and I get the same feel from Bednar. Now, Bednar, I was really impressed at first with him. He, he, got, he got that team winning, but they, you know, weren't doing much in the playoffs. And then I soured him a little bit when they continually weren't doing anything in the playoffs. And like now, when they lost now, the Knights last year. Yeah, yeah. And now, a series they should have won. They should have won, right? So, I'm, so I'm a little sour on him there. Uh, if if he pulls this off, he's, he's where, one of where, the better. Where has he grown as a coach in your mind? That's a good does question. he have a better feel on how to manage a game? I think he does because I think his teams have developed a a broader way of playing, kind of like Tampa. You know how Tampa can adjust and beat you certain ways. Mm-hmm. When they're healthy mm-hmm. and they got all their guys, Colorado has become a more versatile team, in my opinion, this year. They they can play button down if they need to. They can play wide open like we saw in the Edmonton series and, and even against Nashville. I think that's a lot of it is due to coaching and philosophy and guys buying in and respecting the guy behind the bench. That's fair. 
That's fair. And, and you know, all, all the speed that they have in years past, they, they, they would just go fast and not have an idea of what they were going to do with the puck, right? Now they use the speed to get themselves in position to make a play with the puck. Yeah, and look, let's, let's be fair. They, they've added some really good pieces in the last two or three years. McCarr, for sure. Mm-hmm. The trade with the Islanders for Devon Tays. Tays now, is a great now, pickup. Now, the Islanders got back Noah Dobson, who's turning into a pretty good defenseman in his own right. Yeah. But I think right now, if I'm an Islander, you know, Islander fans, maybe I'm not the one to ask this, but most of them would probably prefer to have Devon Tays mm-hmm. than Noah Dobson at the moment. Yeah. Okay? I, I just felt, I just felt but, Taves was the guy that Colorado needed at that time. Well, there you go. And, you know, they get Cadre. They get, um, what's his name? Um, well, they had Belmore a year yeah. ago yeah. And, and stuff. But, you know, they, they've got enough pieces to make plays. Uh, you know, Byram has really developed. He has. And, and, and of course, yeah. you know, McKinnon and Landeskog and, you know, Burkowski, of course. You know, and, and Nishusen. I mean, he's had a, a remarkable playoff. I mean, he won't win the Conn Smythe, but he's a big part of why they're on the verge of winning the Cup. He's had a, a tremendous postseason. What, what, what have you thought of Kadri? I, I was a little worried when, when they got him from, from Toronto. Because, because it, everyone knows the history right, of this Right, well, guy. he knocked Toronto out of the playoffs like three consecutive years, it felt like. Yeah, with, you know, with, uh, with his antics. Bad decisions. I know. I guess you got to look at him as, all right, when his head's screwed on right and he's doing what he's supposed to, what kind of hockey player is he? Well, we all know he's a really, really good hockey yes, player. Yes, he is. You know, just like Tom Wilson is a very good hockey yeah. player. Yep. We overlook that because we're all worried about all the other stuff. Right. He does all the cheap stuff, mm-hmm. which drives everybody crazy. Right. Okay, including the people of Washington. I can see where in Colorado the fans might have been concerned at first about bringing this guy in, but I think he's fitted very well. Yeah, for the most part, I, I, I mean, would agree yeah, with that. Yeah, I know the hits against the Blues and stuff, and I don't think he ran Bennington. I really no, don't. No, he didn't. He absolutely did not on that you play. Know, there, and, and, there, there was a play in the playoffs this year where he boarded a guy that I, I thought yeah. he should have been suspended for a game or, yeah. or maybe two. You know, but he did not run into Bennington. By the way, speaking of which, you know, the Avs have been without, you know, Gerard right. for most of these right. playoffs. You well, know, he's a key member of that defense. No, he's a really good defenseman. Without him. Yeah. So, you know, they deserve a lot of credit, man. And I think, you know, Jared Bednar, I don't know what you think, Chris. He's not getting a whole lot of love because everybody seems to be fixated on John Cooper and, and everything. But to me, he's done a great job of coaching his team oh, in this final. He's been doing phenomenal. I mean, he's just – it seems like he's just figured out Tampa and he's just running it. He's like, I, I'm going to win my games. I'm going to, I'm going to end this in Colorado. He, when, they, when, they pulled, when they pulled Kemper – it was like, ah, oh, is he going to play the next game? I was like, he's going to play next game. He's going to show up more. I think he needed a moment to go, okay, I understand the crowd now in Tampa. They're going to be loud. They're going to be on me. I have to lock in, and I have to become a brick wall. And that's what he did. He let in one more goal in the first, let in another one in the second, but like that was a good shot in the second. He's just – he shut down Tampa from then on, and yeah. 
Colorado kind of helped him build him out and got him that win. They're like, here you go. We got it for you. Well, look, well, at, the, look at the way he handled the uh, the kerfuffle over the the too many men from his yeah. perspective. Right. You know, he said, hey, this happens 40 times in a game. <laughs> and he's right. It does. it does. I mean, you watch a regular hockey game in November, there's all sorts of weirdness with, with line chips and, and guys coming on and off and guys coasting back to the bench and and guys, you know, waiting. And, you know, they do call it, you know, often. Now, the fact that the four guys, for whatever reason, decided not maybe speaks to their experience. They said that, they didn't see it. That that was the official okay. thing, that, that, that well, none of the four of them saw it. Well, somebody's responsibility is to always make sure there's the right number of players on the ice uh-huh. for each team. So, so there you go. I mean, look, I I I agree with Chris. I I thought Tampa would find a way to win this thing. Now maybe point draws in tomorrow, and maybe they got some sort of miracle faith healer in that locker room that will get these guys, you know, at least able to play at a, at a decent level. But I'll tell you what, the abs to me, fellas, they're on a mission. They showed tremendous resolve last night in finding a way to win that game. And I, I do think that uh, they're going to be celebrating there in uh, Denver tomorrow night. And we'll just see how it goes, Stevie. Yeah, you could be right. I don't – I got – my feeling is Point won't play. If he does, I, th- I think that leg is, is, is pretty messed up. He tried to come yeah. back and couldn't. That's not a good sign. Yeah. If he does play, he's not near 100%. Well, my friend, it has been a wonderful two hours. Thank you. For me, too. Catching up with you and seeing you and having you on the show. Um, I just hope everything goes well for you with your current position. It is. I hope you won't be a stranger. I hope we will see you uh, You have my number, bud. (laughs) And uh, tomorrow, another veteran of the, the shows, Andy Isco from The Logical Approach, will be here for both Sportsbook Radio and... For Vegas Hockey Highlights. I'll be curious to get his insight as to the uh, outcome of Game 5 as well as everything else. Listen, folks, thanks for being with us. It's been a wonderful two hours. Um, thanks to Bruce Marshall from the Gold Chief for joining us in Hour 1. And for Stevie Slapshot, for Chris the Moose Johnson, I'm Steve Carp. We will see you tomorrow. Have a wonderful Thursday, everybody. They travel like a burning flame. We see them slide the puck inside. It's a 1-1 hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Take me where hockey players face off down the rink. And the Stanley Cup is all filled up for the champs who win the drink. Now the final flick of the hockey stick and the one gigantic scream. The buck is in, the Canadians win the good old hockey game. Oh, hockey game is the best game you can name. And the best game you can name is the good old hockey game. Oh, the good old hockey game is the best game you can name. The best game you can name, and the best game you can name is the good.